97.9 FM WCHL is pleased to present Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. Nicole has over 15 years of experience as a geriatric social worker and administrator working in the long-term care industry to include skilled nursing care, Alzheimer's care, adult day care, and home care. She also worked as a family caregiver. In addition, Nicole co-founded a nonprofit in the Triangle that specializes in support for caregivers. Now, Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. Welcome to this episode of Caring Connections. Joining me today is Paul Cleaver, the Executive Director of the Charles House Association. Welcome, Paul. Thanks, Nicole. Great to see you again. Yes, so today we're going to be talking about some pretty big changes on the home front for Charles House, and I'm really excited to hear about um, those changes. But first, let's just start out for those who may be listening and not knowing what in the world I'm talking about when I say Charles House. It's not a restaurant. It's not a pub. It's not a bar. It's what is it? <laughs> Great. So, so Charles House is, um, uh, was started in 1990 as uh, an adult day program mm-hmm. and, uh, and has grown from that. So we are at this, uh, at this point uh, celebrating our 25th anniversary wow. of providing support to uh, caregiving families in our community mm-hmm. and, a, uh, and a very therapeutic, uh, enlivening, enriching uh, day program for elders. So do you know, I'm kind of asking this question off the cuff, about how many people have you served in those 25 years? Uh, I don't have a good count, but it's hundreds. Hundreds, uh, yeah. You know, the <clears throat> and the numbers are growing. Yeah. We are seeing more and more uh, families who are facing issues of uh, aging relatives, mm-hmm. spouses, parents, uh, other relatives who are uh, going into phases of life where they need support. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need um, more uh, direction. They need help to maintain their independence. They might, uh, and and families who are actually providing care uh, for family members. So we're seeing more and more of those as well over the time. And, mm-hmm. uh, and um, um, Charles House is a great resource for those families. You know, I don't know if you've looked at the new um, research statistics from the National Alliance for Family Caregiving that just came out, but what they found is that there's starting to really be a real gender shift. And I personally witnessed that myself in support groups where about 20 years ago, there was always women. If you ever had a man, it'd be like, whoa. Uh, And now when I have my support groups, it's about 50% women, 50% men. And what they're finding is that with this gender shift, um, now about 40% of caregivers are male. Have you found that as well at Charles House? We have seen an increase in uh, a more leveling out of the gender mm-hmm. disparity, both in caregivers and in participants. Mm. Um, there are more men who are uh, joining day mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in caregiving situations. Uh, in the past, I would say 20 years ago, the vast majority of folks in day program would be women. Mm-hmm. And now and now we are closer to a two-thirds, one-third, almost okay. 50-50 split. Wow. Uh, wow. And then the other thing that we seen are, uh, as far as male caregivers, uh, excellent caregivers, uh, mm-hmm. husbands, mm-hmm. Uh, very sons, mm-hmm. son-in-laws, mm-hmm. Uh, very caring people mm-hmm. uh, doing caregiving. The other thing that I thought was interesting, which was a shift as well, is that the study said that on average, the average caregiver is now 49. They're not 46. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, There's a little change there. Uh-huh. And that they've been caregiving for five years and they will continue to do so for another five and a half years. Wow. So it's really yeah. extended its length of time. Well, yeah, that's those statistics are... Uh, are important you know that uh, Norton Hadler has has indicated mm-hmm. that we're moving into a to a 
lifespan that's going to include a new phase he's calling frailty. Mm. Uh, and statistically, that's going to be two to four years of when we need mm. uh, long-term care support services. Mm-hmm. But what the caregiving statistics say is that there is a long period mm-hmm. before we would enter that yes. real period of frailty where we're needing support. Mm-hmm. And 70% mm-hmm. of everybody who receives uh, long-term care support are receiving it exclusively from friends and families. Mm-hmm. So you can see, and with that age, 49, that is, <clears throat> those are the ages of the sandwich generation. That's right. Yeah. And, and then the, the last piece I thought was particularly interesting, and I'm not a millennial, but what I, what I was actually kind of shocking was that the millennials, the 18 to 34-year-olds, make up now 25% of all caregivers. Uh-huh. So well, that's a shift. That's a, that's huge, a huge shift. shift. And, the, and the gender split is 50-50. Wow. And one of the scenarios that we have seen with that is that with um, the changes socially in, in, uh, in relationships and marriage and divorce, mm-hmm. that as that population, the baby boomers now moving into later life— mm-hmm. They're coming with a lot more variations of having yeah. been part of blended families. Yep. You know, we're seeing caregiver spouses who've been married for less than five years mm-hmm. and then are finding themselves in caregiving situations. We've seen families um, where the the new spouse may check out and mm-hmm. say, this isn't what I was mm-hmm. uh, And then the old spouse for. signs back on. <laughs> and the old spouse signs back on, or it gets left to the children who may mm-hmm. be in their 20s. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I think, so that increase in in the millennials Mm -hmm. taking on more caregiving situations is often a reflection of the changing structure of family. I think at 25% is a huge number. It is a huge number. And my gosh, the ones that we've had come through Charles House and use Charles House for support, they, you know, they're so, they're very informed, but they're also very, um, they have a thirst for being informed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and like, like changing all the other norms of what we've thought of in the mm-hmm. past as far as uh, uh, gender roles and so forth. The millennials mm-hmm. have been uh, very good caregivers as well. So as we're approaching this caregiving cliff, I think uh, Charles House had the great foresight to expand. Talk to us a little bit about your relocation plans. So we've been given an opportunity to expand. We, we've we spent the last 25 years in a uh, in a Carborough mill house mm-hmm. that has been expanded and renovated and so forth. And, uh, and as we have seen over the last several years, a, a marked increase in demand for our services, mm-hmm. uh, we have literally outgrown our space. And mm-hmm. so <clears throat> the Carol Woods Retirement Community uh, presented us with an opportunity to look at a building that they have on their campus, on the edge of their campus, that had been for 11 years the YMCA's child care center. Mm-hmm. And so this, this building is going to provide us with an opportunity to uh, double our capacity in the day program and to grow some new programs. So double your capacity, what does that mean? So we'll, we right now are limited to uh, 22 people a day in our day program, mm-hmm. and we'll be able to certify for perhaps up to 40 people a day to so, allow for growth in the future. So you're saying day program, for those listening who may not know what yeah. that is, what is that? So the so the day program uh, the is, or as we call it, our, our daytime elder care center, provides <clears throat> provides a therapeutic uh, 
um, day of activities and mm-hmm. care, supervision, uh, camaraderie uh, from 7.30 to 5.30 Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. So families who are uh, family caregivers who are needing respite, family caregivers who are looking for opportunities for their family member to have more socialization, mm-hmm. more interaction, mm-hmm. uh, more stimulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so it's a combination of what Charles House can give Mm -hmm. to enriching the Mm -hmm. lives of the people who come to us each day, as well as providing the respite and the support and information that their family caregivers need. Well, we need to take a quick break. Joining me today is Paul Cleaver, who is the executive director of the Charles House Association. And we are talking about their amazing expansion plans and their increased programs and services that they will be providing to our community. We will be right back. Welcome back. This is Nicole Bruno, your host of Caring Connections. And joining me today is Paul Cleaver, who is the executive director of the Charles House Association. Welcome back, Paul. Thanks, Nicole. Okay, so we were just touching on what exactly is Charles House um, and your adult day program and the fact that you're going to be expanding to almost 40 people a day. That's amazing. Talk to us a little bit more about your additional expansion plans. What does that mean? So, um, well, his. About five, six years ago, uh, the board of Charles House, which is our community's mm-hmm. nonprofit organization mm-hmm. looking at the needs of caregiving families and elder care services, took on an, uh, an evaluation about what was needed in our community and what our organization needed to do to more, fulf- more fully fulfill our mission mm-hmm. of addressing these needs. And that's, it was out of that that Charles House came to the realization that there was no nonprofit provider of uh, residential mm-hmm. elder care services, 24-hour care. And so that's when we set out <clears throat> to um, create what is called neighborhood elder care homes. And okay. we now have two. Uh, and what is a neighborhood elder care so home? So a neighborhood elder care home is um, is a new model of assisted living. Okay. And it's a family support. care home, technically? It's, yeah. Technically, we use the state rules mm-hmm. for family care home, mm-hmm. but we operate it in, under the umbrella of the nonprofit. Mm-hmm. It's uh, their... Each of our elder care homes are in neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. They're regular houses in the neighborhood, and they're home to six people. Mm-hmm. And the homes are operated with a household team okay. of caregivers. So okay. there are a couple caregivers through the day and afternoon and evening and one through the night shift. So that's, they're staffed uh, for 24-hour care. Uh, and, uh, and in many cases, we've been able to uh, care for people all the way through their dying and their death. Uh, so it's... It's an opportunity for people to receive um, support and care in a setting where they really are part of a family and continue to be part of a neighborhood Mm -hmm. where there are still kids trick-or-treating and the Girl Scouts. And one has a daycare center right in the backyard. I see. (laughs) Well, actually, one has the playground. Okay, 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 yeah. Yeah, the neighborhood playground's right next door as well. And uh, and one is in the the Winmore neighborhood. Our newer home is in the Winmore neighborhood off of Homestead, and the other is in... uh, uh, the Heritage Hills neighborhood uh, down Smith Level Road. So uh, so that was the beginning of our expansion. And now, as we are looking at relocating in August to uh, the uh, new building on uh, Sunrise Road mm-hmm. off of uh, Weaver Dairy, um, that will double our space and, and allow capacity for us to grow programs. Mm-hmm. So... S- 
it, to more fully explain what Charles House is, that new facility is going to be called the Center for Community Elder Care. Okay. Um, and so we'll be looking at not just expanding the capacity of our, our daytime elder mm-hmm. care program, mm-hmm. but we're going to be looking at uh, growing a couple of programs in that facility as well. One is something we're calling uh, CORE, the CORE program, which is caregiver orientation, resources, and education. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we already provide uh, facilitation for support group, but we'll be going beyond the support group. Mm-hmm. We'll be looking at uh, working more closely with Guiding Lights mm-hmm. um, and uh, the services that they provide that uh, provide broader range of, uh, of information and resources, uh, help with providing information and education for caregiving skills. Uh, and we're also looking at trying to f- be the <clears throat> central kind of a, an easy place where people can get beginning information, too, so that as people start to figure out and maybe come from a doctor's appointment Mm -hmm. with a new diagnosis or such things, they're going to find out that we're going to become a caregiving family, and what does that mean? Wouldn't it be nice if people were more proactive? And that's that's the orientation (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of, well, what does that mean? So you can avert the crisis. Right, and and we that would be the hope that people could avert crises mm-hmm, and kind of mm-hmm. pre-plan for them, right. knowing ahead of time what kinds of things to right. expect as this journey marches on. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, what else are you going to be doing? So, the uh, besides the uh, caregiver core program, we're also um, working to expand what we're calling the program in learning and service. Uh, with um, this is a opportunities for students particularly. And you work with students a lot right now. Yes, we do work with students a lot right now. And so to expand the program in learning and service is an opportunity to uh, to give opportunities actually to to students, interns who want to explore uh, careers in aging uh, and to have and others who are going into the caregiving fields to to have a very positive interaction mm-hmm. with it can change those. your life. It can change your life path. Personally, I was looking to work with kids, got placed in an internship, which I was not thrilled about with older adults, mm-hmm. and then I fell in love. But if I had not done that, I would have never entered this world. That's exactly right. And so many students uh, in our universities come with experience with kids, mm-hmm. having been kids, mm-hmm. and then uh, having those experiences. So for for many of them, just like you said, mm-hmm. they have their first experience with older people. At Charles House, uh, and and not only um, they they have the experience of how positive that interaction can be, even with the most frail mm-hmm. of our elders. That uh, that what Charles House can bring in our community is such a positive interaction, positive uh, statement of working with those who are the most frail in our community. So it sounds like you have a lot on your plate. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. What fuels you and keeps you passionate day in and day out? Well, the... I think similarly to what you said, Nicole, is that once you fall in love with it, it Mm -hmm. doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. Um, And... You know, I was young, and as you were mm-hmm. when we started this, and I'm older than you, and I'm still at it. And, uh, there's hope for me. I'm not going to give yeah, up, am no, I? <laughs> no. And there's hope for me, too. And my staff will say there's a place for me to go during the day, and I say, you sure I'm not already there? Uh, so, yeah. So, um, it's an exciting time in aging. Um, the We have come through a lot in the last 
40, 50 years when we were calling, when we thought we were bright and we stopped saying senility and we said organic brain syndrome. And then hardening of the arteries and after har- that. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so we have come a long way in our understanding of the aging process and and from a Charles House perspective, is particularly the later stages of that where there is more frailty mm-hmm. and, uh, and families are more challenged. Uh, so when you're having a down needs. day, you get fueled by... Yeah, by, by the work, the actually. Work, yeah. yeah, the people. There's nothing better than uh, the people that we work with. Uh, the, the history that they bring, the personality, the diversity that they bring, and the joy that comes from being part of their family's team mm. in caregiving. Well, I'm sure there's going to be a building name after you at some point. Oh, yeah. Right. You are a visionary. Yeah, you is. are a visionary. It's an outhouse. It's an outhouse. No, no, no. I foresee that in your future. We need to take a quick break. Joining me today is Paul Cleaver, who is the executive char- director of Charles House Association. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Nicole Bruno, your host of Caring Connections. And joining me is Paul Cleaver, the executive director of the Charles House Association. And we are talking about the amazing expansion that Charles House is going through at this very moment. You can grab a hard hat and go see. (laughs) Welcome back, Paul. Thank you, Nicole. Okay, so... You know, we were just highlighting some of the ways you're expanding your program and really what fuels you as in your passion to keep going and keep on trucking. Let's talk a little bit more about some of those new models of care that are existing and, and sort of coming out of this whole change in the elder care movement. Well, it's um, a lot of a lot of what's changing is still unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are new models uh, that are uh, being tested, that, including the PACE program, for instance, the program for all-inclusive care for the elderly, which is uh, predominantly targeted to people who are dually enrolled, and that means who are both Medicare and Medicaid mm-hmm. uh, recipients, and uh, providing them with an alternative approach that an organization receives a flat fee from Medicaid mm-hmm. and Medicare annually to take care of all of their medical mm-hmm. care needs. Sure. Uh, so PACE is a, is a big model that's, uh, that's looking at changing. We are seeing uh, in the aging and community discussion that we've been part of in this community. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been seeing uh, much more discussion and interest from the baby boomer generation, Mm -hmm. particularly going into aging, knowing that they want... They want to see other options available mm-hmm. to them, and sure. they are seeing themselves as the creators of those mm-hmm. options. Yeah. Uh, no longer are they sitting back and saying, well, when is somebody going to produce something for me? No, no, no. As They're self-directing. We're mm-hmm. self-directing. Yeah. And uh, so people are looking at things like house sharing and mm-hmm. elder co-housing. Small homes. And small homes and so forth. The uh, So on the... And that is specifically related to the importance of people thinking about community mm-hmm. and being in community. This is the number one thing that that the systems need to take into effect and what individuals need to take into account as they plan for aging in their situations. It's the most important thing is what is the strength of the community, my personal community mm-hmm. uh, that I'm aging in. It's more important than – it's the number one health indicator. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well. So let's talk about our community. What is what's going on in Orange County? Well, mostly uh, yeah, this part of this uh, state, it's growing. 
Uh, just in Orange County alone, we know that in 15 years, we're anticipating a doubling of our 65-plus uh, population. Wow. Uh, that's both people aging and also people moving here, uh, the people moving here for retirement and people who are moving here who end up having their, their aging family members move here mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So we are seeing a vast growth mm -hmm. uh, in uh, the population here. Uh, and so with that come uh, resources, their resources and their needs. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the... And so expenses come along with that as well. expenses <laughs> come along with that, sure, true. So... You know, we're also seeing changes in what Medicare is looking at doing um, and uh, with paying, uh, moving away from the fee-for-service model that we're mm -hmm. all familiar with since the 60s when uh, all that took effect. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking at, um, at being on the cutting edge, being available there for these new integrative models. Wonderful. Well, I want folks to know how they can get a hold of you to find out more information about your elder care homes and Charles House. How do they go about doing that? Um, Telephone, email, visit our website, uh, charleshouse.org. Okay, and your phone number? Is 919-967-7570. As always, it's a pleasure to have you on, Paul. Thank you, Nicole. It's a pleasure to be with you. And as always, you may email your caregiving questions to caring at 1360wchl.com. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. The purpose of Caring Connections is to educate listeners to help improve the quality of life for families, for professional caregivers, as well as those people affected with Alzheimer's disease. Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno is supported by HomeWatch Caregivers. You can hear this and any other program of Caring Connections on WCHL's website, chapelboro.com. Be sure to email questions to caring at 1360wchl.com. Caring Connections is a presentation of 97.9 FM, WCHL, Chapel Hill Carborough's News, Talk, and Tar Heel Station.